Jolie back with Mikel Olgavi this week. It's UFC 288, bro. We've had to do two special segments, two special episodes. This main card is going to get, I was going to say ram through, but I have to just, I feel like we got to pick out every fight and talk about this and that. The problems coming into it, the rescheduled fights, the new co-main event this weekend. we got a special one, Kels. How are you, bro? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm This one here, this UFC 288. I'm looking forward to this yeah. one. Some big fights. And obviously, obviously, I'm, I'm putting my belt on the line, looking to say, yeah. and still... And obviously, you want to say, I knew, but it ain't happening, yeah? Get me that red gem. <laughs> Get me that red gem, man. Yeah, literally, we're doing predictions. So for people who are new, join in the show, MMA in charge. It's all about pay-per-view events. It's all about pay-per-view shows because we predict the fights. Whoever gets the most out of the five-man card gets the belt. I'm I'm looking to become a new, as Kels has just said. And uh, yeah, he's the reigning champ. I hate to say it. I hate to admit it. <laughs> But yeah, evil laugh that was evil laugh yeah, yeah, i'm uh i'm so excited for this weekend though it's in algermain's hometown but uh overall near, uh, near, his, home, solid near, mankind. near his hometown but yeah I get you. yeah near near he's taking it as it's his hometown he's yeah, taking yeah. it like that he, he wants it he would he would want it in new york because he wants to fight in the t-mobile arena yeah. but hopefully he can mm. get that done before his career ends but yeah man close enough this this is what it's all about though uh We've got so many big fights. Just a quick mention of the prelims. We have Drew Dober, Matt Frivola, um, and we can go over a couple more in in time when we come to speak of it. But that's the one on the prelims, if we had to shout one out. It's going to be a knockout and it headlines the prelims. So join about half two instead of three for the main card and you'll get a banger of a fight just before the main card sets off. But we're going to be predicting the main card today. And uh, what do you want to start from the top or the bottom? For the main card, we got we got to start from from the bottom, man. We can't start from the main event just like that. <laughs> We're reeling the people in. You got to build reeling it up. Them in. You got to build it up, mate. <laughs> build it up, right then. Let's start with Cron Gracie, Woo-hoo. someone who's five and one, but already is. I mean, he could be zero and zero, and he's one of the biggest names in the sport. That surname Gracie gets you places. It gets you main card UFC slots. On a big night like Saturday as well, and I can't wait to see him in his in his uh, a test against Charles Jordan. Yeah, man, he's he's, he's a part of the founding family of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, man. Listen, mm. this guy here, 2019. Obviously, he left. He came off a loss, but you see this mm-hmm. one here. He's coming back and he's getting a W, man. He's winning. I'm telling you, he's winning this fight. His his opponent, Charles. Jordan, he's 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 only got what, two wins in his last five fights. He, you know, yeah. He's up and down, up and up and Skid. down. Yeah. And the one reason I'm gonna go with Congress, not because obviously his family's been very influential in the UFC, but also because his grappling game, that's his main that's his That's bag. what they're known for, that's man. Bag, that's man. what they're known for. That's his bag. And I know his opponent I think Yeah. Uh, Jordan, I know he he specializes in karate and kickboxing. But I've been hearing that Cron Gracie's been doing a bit of training with Freddie Roach. So if it if if gets to the striking, Cron Gracie, he, he, can, he can hold himself. But yeah, that, that's the guy I'm picking for this fight, man. No, listen, I think we're in agreement. This one can be kind of skimmed over, if you like. Cron Gracie trains. He's part of Nate Diaz's team. He's He's got that um, experience within the UFC, even though he hasn't um, 
being an MMA fighter in the big nights like this Saturday, but it's kind of been handed to him. Charles Jordan, you've just mentioned his record over the last five isn't special. Cron Gracie, his name is special. And, and UFC, I think they're putting it on a plate for him. We're yeah. probably going to see a spectacle performance to open up the main card. It's one of those, you can't miss it when you have a main card like this and starting off with one of the, like you say, the founding families of this of this sport, let's be honest. When it started, it was jiu-jitsu was one of the biggest things to come from that first night um, when Gracie won. Gracie won the first ever UFC. And... Um, yeah, we look here 2023 and the name's just being continued, carried on um, into UFC 288, 288 events later. Or That's not even including fight nights. This is a name for the history books. Yeah, definitely, man. And if he wins this, you know, he's very influential in UFC. When? He can, you know, ask, you know, will I just say if? Yeah, when? Sorry about that. Sorry about that. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was trying to ramble on too quick. But yeah, he, he could easily get fast-tracked in this division, man. Yeah. Easily, man. Okay, that's him. Yeah, another featherweight fight in the um, Coco Co main event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With Bryce Mitchell stepping up against Mavzar Evlovev. Evlov. Um, I have to say that one slowly. We are not the home of pronouncing names. Wait till we get to the next fight. <laughs> Just wait till we get to the next fight. But this one, I, I want to let you predict first. Because I want to hear your take on it. Obviously, undefeated fighter going up against Bryce Mitchell. Bryce Mitchell is coming off a loss. Is this the right fight for him? This is why we love the UFC. Back and forth, 50-50 fights. How do you see it going, though? Uh, the question you asked me was, is this the right fight for him? And my answer is, no, it's not the right fight for him. Because this fight is, is similar to his fight he had with Ilya Taporia. Or Taporia. Yeah. They, they, yeah. They, stylistically, both of these fighters here they can wrestle because um, Movsar, he, he's like a master in Roman wrestling. So that's his bag right there. And he can also strike very well. His jab is very sharp, similar to Ilya Taporia. He, he dominated that fight based off his striking and being able to being able to defend takedowns. And Bryce Mitchell, he struggled because he was just getting hit consistently, constantly by Ilya Taporia. Mm. And I feel this fight is going to go the exact same way. And I think... Uh, Movsar is going to get a finish. I feel like he's wow. going to get a finish. See, for me, I've got an attachment to Bryce Mitchell. We're going to disagree on this one because I think, I don't know if you look at it the same way because I've I've seen him on the Ultimate Fighter win the Ultimate Fighter. He was the one of the, the boring, out of the boring bunch on that season. I remember like... He's such a redneck outback kind of character. Like he has his camo shorts. He's been chosen by the UFC to be the, the next big thing. And I've developed that kind of bond with his character since watching him on The Ultimate Fighter. And I, I, I know and that shouldn't be a reason for me to say he wins the fight. But I've seen him through those nights on the prelims. He's obviously been fast-tracked like like we expect Con Gracie to get um, happen to him as well. For me, Conor McGregor lost before he was who he was. Bryce Mitchell's only lost two in his career. He, it doesn't mean it's over. He's coming up against a, a solid, like you say, he's Roman wrestling's there. He's a good striker as well. But Bryce Mitchell, for me, as much as he can sell a fight, he 
will be able to look past that one fight, look at Ilya Tapura, look at what he's doing, beating Bryce Mitchell, beating Jai Herbert. He's in there with the big guns in the featherweight division, Ilya Tapura. Losing to him is no um, embarrassment. Bryce Mitchell could fight him again in the future. It's not like he's lost... Um, there's so many other names in the featherweight division that you could lose to and think, okay, Bryce maybe isn't at this level. Ilya Tapura is at that level, so it's no shame, especially um, for Bryce Mitchell to be losing to him. I think he will... It's such a difficult one because you look at it stats-wise, yeah, it's quite even. But for me, Bryce Mitchell, I think his wrestling's better. He can strike if he needs to, but I think he wins by submission. Um, whether it's a um, twister like we've seen him do in the past. I think it was the first twister in years um, when he did perform it. He's just he's just a demon when it gets to it. I think I, I pick him. I don't think. I think I know he will win by submission. Second twister in UFC history was won uh, by Bryce Mitchell. And uh, yeah, I think again this weekend we'll see him submit his opponent um, I, I, I think we can both say a grappling fight is what to expect what do you say I, I don't like I said before I don't see anything else I thought this fight mm. is so similar to Ilya Tapuri because he tried to take down Ilya Tapuri sometimes he did get him down but sometimes Ilya Tapuri's takedown defence was too good and he was just hitting him yeah. um, Bryce Mitchell his head movement was, was not good it was quite slow he was just getting jabbed and mm. hit and I feel mm. like that's going to happen I feel like this fight is going to play out in a similar way where yeah, you might be able to, to grapple with um, uh, Mofsar, but Mofsar can do the same. And everyone who's really taken Mofsar down, he's got straight back up. He'll get off me. Get off me. And yeah. if, if it gets into a striking, I feel like it will, because eventually the takedown's going to be like, oh, I can't, I can't take him down. So it's going to get okay. to a point in the fight where they're going to have to strike. And that is where that's Mofsar's bag. Like that, he's, I've seen an uppercut that he's hit so cleanly. And if Bryce Mitchell gets caught by that, he could go down, man. Because it's an area which Bryce can improve, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think one, because this fight is a reschedule. He wasn't initially meant to fight Mofsar. He was meant to fight Jonathan Pierce, who, who wasn't yeah. even ranked. And all of a sudden, he's fighting someone who's above him in the ranks, who's top 10. Yeah. Just coming off yeah. a loss with Taporio, who's, I think, yeah. his rank might be eight or nine, maybe even seven. Yeah. And to have, a, to have this fight, and it's so similar to your previous fight, you're thinking, boy, is that enough time for him to practice the head movement just like that? Coming up against, he's a very the, good striker. I mean, yeah, I think I think what you say is spot on, but from a different angle, I'm looking at it from a, a microscope in terms of when a fighter loses to a specific style, they work on all of those things that they didn't get right in that fight. I always say this, and I said this in the build-up, not just after Leon Edwards' trilogy fight with Kamara Usman. After the second fight, although Leon won, Leon lost. Do you get what I'm saying? Leon lost the second fight throughout, and then he, he stopped him. But throughout the whole 25 minutes, he was losing the fight. Obviously, good first round, whatever, whatever. Um, but when you have stuff you know you need to improve on and then go in there against that same style again, that can be a beneficiary. We saw that. And um, yeah, Bryce Mitchell, I think he he's, he's not stupid. And uh, to everything you say, I just feel as if Ilya Tapor is just that good. And Bryce Mitchell can learn. Uh, but either way, the fact that we've, we're have we sat here debating and we're not even at the Coco main, it, it proves how good this card is. No, Coco Pops. 
Nah, <laughs> nah, I hear you. Obviously, not funny, not funny. He can improve. He can improve. Definitely. That's like, of course, he can. Everyone can improve. You, you listen. You want to be better than your last fight, but think of it. I think of it as that. Like also, Movsar can also improve as well because most of his, I don't. He doesn't get many finishes. Most of his wins are via decision. So yeah, like he's he's saying, okay, Bryce Mitchell's just been finished in his last fight. I can do the same. I can do the same because once you've been you, you've tapped or you've been knocked out. You kind of get that little PTSD when you're in that situation. Like, oh, not again. And Mozart, I feel like yeah. he, he he needs to get that finish to maybe move up the ranks and make that statement so people can, oh, Mozart, he's somebody. We need to watch out for him. So I feel like mm. a finish will do him good and, and he can get it here. He can get it here. He's not sick. He's not. Yawn. Yeah. 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 Yeah, definitely. Sorry, I no, just completely cool. interrupted it's you there. Cool. You know what I've got? I've got my uh, WhatsApp message to you on the screen. I don't want to mispronounce Yan Shao Nan in the co main uh, in the Coco main event against Jessica Andrade. Right, we got the pronunciation. We're there with that. Let's get on to the predictions. For me, I'll start this. I'll kick this one off. Jessica Andrade, former champion been up and against it multiple times been through the mud still um looks pretty good i think the eric blanchfield fight at flyweight bearing in mind um was similar to bryce mitchell actually if we go back to that against lilith Sport, she's just so good eric blanchfield is the the next flyweight champion everyone knows that now and and there's no shame for jessica Andrade losing that she's come back to strawweight to fight Yan, Shao, Nan, and I think she'll get the job done. I just don't think Yan, Shao, Nan is actually that good. UFC are trying to push Chinese fighters out there. They've got the PI out there. They've they've got Song Yudong in main events. Yan, Shao, Nan's last fight was a main event. They've got Wei Li Zhang, who they're pushing more than they push so many different fighters because they want to get a bigger um, audience in that section of the world. It's not, I'm telling you, this because I think so. It's a fact. Just look at the what, what UFC are doing out in China. Um, and the fact that this is even Coco main event in um, in a pay-per-view show like this, it, it proves that they're trying to put her in big positions. UFC want Yarn to win, but I got Jessica. Um, yeah, this is a fight we're going to agree on, mate. Yeah, Jessica Andrade, okay. she'll, she'll get the win. Like, I think you said it before, she's pre previous strawweight champion, so she's been there. She's been at the top. She knows what it takes. Um, just going on to, yeah. to Yan Zhao Nan, just to make sure I said that right. I feel Come on. She, <laughs> she, she, I've seen her, I've seen clips of her, I've seen fights of her. She's she's sharp. She reminds me of um, Zhang Wei Li, surprisingly. Very aggressive going forward. Mm. Yeah, she reminds me of her. Or I should say, Zhang Wei Li reminds me of um, Yan Zhao Nan because. Xiao Nan was the first Chinese fighter signed by the UFC. So, yeah, yeah, that's true. So that's but, true. Yeah, I feel like when she fights fighters who are bothering the ranks, I feel like maybe she just she just can't get it done. Maybe she just gets nervous or so. Because even she had a fight against uh, when she fought uh, Carla Carla um, Esparza. She Esparza. Got she yeah, got she got beaten, man. Bad. The, the, her face was like like a pool of blood. It, it was um, the take. She couldn't handle the takedown. She could not handle the takedown. She was just getting mm -hmm. like one round was like a, a ten eight. She got, she, she got mauled, man. And also she lost to um the woman who's on. Or I should say the woman, Marina Rodriguez, who's on the, the prelims. She lost her as well. Who's also above. Why her, shouldn't her, you right? say the woman? No, I didn't want to be that rude. Didn't I say her name? That's her name. 
<laughs> I thought you mean politically correct. They, uh, they, no, no, then. No, no, no. Mar- Mar- Marie- Marina Rodriguez, she beat her who was above yes. her in the ranks. So I feel like, and she's coming up against a former champion in Jessica Andrade. Yeah. And I feel, for me, in the straw rate division, Jessica Andrade is next for the title, I would say. I know they've they fought before and she lost, she got knocked out. But in terms of, I don't feel Carlos Esparza, it will be in terms of the fight. I don't think it will, it will sell because her last fight was poor against against uh, Rose. Um, I don't know where Rose. Mm. I don't know where Rose is. Uh, and then Amanda Lemos, who's who's third in the rank. Jessica Andrade beat her. She she beat her with a standing um, arm triangle. So I feel yeah. like Jessica Andrade is next for the title. She can try and win it back. But yeah, for me, this fight, she's got she got too much experience. That I say that's a key word. And yeah, I just think Yan um, Jan just. When it, when she when she's trying to get to the title, she know them fighters that just they want to win the title, but maybe that's just not them. That's just not them. They just can't mm. get past. I think that might be her, unfortunately, and that's why I'm picking Jessica Andrade to get the W. The thing is with with Yarn, like I'm gonna get her record and just check now. All the guys go through the guys she's beaten, the women, and she's got good names on her record, but it's the two losses in a row to Carla Esparza and Marina Rodriguez, that kind of, uh, they don't give me confidence. Yeah. She's beat Karolina Kowalelecek, the one who was obviously in that all Polish fight against Joanna Jungjajek all those years ago. I think it was the 205 under card Eddie Alvarez, Conor McGregor. I think it was that night. Um, yeah. So she's beat Claudio Gadella as well. Angela Hill. Yeah. Like they're good names to have on your record if you're young um i'm just looking at it now and oh boy i i i don't know about jessica andrade she's been she's been fighting for so long maybe this isn't her moment maybe she's capable of another loss this weekend yeah because you look at Andrade and she's been in the mud a, a lot and got out of it. But you also look at the way you say she won the belt. She did win the belt, but it was the most jammy performance, like the jammy win. She threw Rose on her, her neck and she passed out. I'm just, I'm not confident she does actually get the job done and she's been moving in between weights. It's a sticky one. Um, yeah, I'll stick with my prediction, Jessica Andrade. But, oh, do I stick with her? This is, it's such a good fight. It's good that I can't make my mind up. Um, but, <sighs> nah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go yarn, you know. Something's, yeah. something's telling me the record, the wins that yarn has, and the last fight against Mackenzie Dern as well. It was a close fight. I hear that. No, I'm not. I hear that. But, go- but, yeah, but Jessica's just she's she's been there. Nah, I'm going Jessica. I'm going Jessica. I'm going Jessica. I'm going Jessica. Flip flopping? Are oh, you flip flopping? Pick one, mate. I know. I'm flip flopping. Jessica. Let's move on to the co-main event now. Oh, yeah. We have a big one. You take it away. Take this it away. This one here. This one here. Whoever wins is in the driving seat for that. Whoa, wait, title, mate. Yeah? My prediction. Hey, man. Gilbert Dorino Burns. 
he is getting the W against Bilal. Remember the name, Mohammed. Yeah? The reason why, three reasons why I'm going with Gilbert Burns. He's striking, he's grappling, and his experience. Now let's let's go to the, the striking. I know statistics don't really tell you the whole story, but in this case, I think it, it, it does. Gilbert Burns' striking accuracy is 47% in comparison to Bilal Mohammed's 42%. And we've seen what that right hand has done to the likes of Usman, what it's done to Chamaev. And it, and it probably will do the same to Bilal Mohammed. You will get knocked down by that right hand. It's devastating. And the grappling, Bilal Mohammed, he hasn't fought anybody with the vicious grappling of Gilbert Burns. His last three fights have been against two kickboxers and a jiu-jitsu fighter. So it was Steven Thompson, Vincent, Vincente, Luger, and Sean Brady. Luke, Luke. Oh, Luke, sorry, mate, you know what I mean? Sorry. And then Sean Brady, <laughs> Sean, right. Sean Brady only tried, attempted one takedown and, and he didn't get it and he just stopped. And he just stopped. Whereas Gilbert Burns is going to consistently, he's going to constantly be looking for those takedowns. And his takedowns are vicious. His takedowns are vicious. I know Bilal's got the cardio, but is he going to be able to handle it when Gilbert Burns is on him? On him with the grappling. And when he when he grapples you, you're not really going anywhere. It's like lockjaw. You're not going anywhere. You're not moving. <laughs> and now we move on to experience. Gilbert Burns has been here before. This is this is like, in layman, this is like the semi-final. Because yeah. the, the winner of this will get their title. The next fight will be a title shot. And the reason I say it's a semi-final because oh, 100%. Gilbert Burns, his, his, his last semi-final was against Tyron Woodley. And look what he done. Dominated that fight. From from minute one all the way to minute twenty five, mate. Listen, he actually ragdolled Tom Woodley all over the gaff. Domination, and Bilal Mohammed hasn't even been in the situation before. He hasn't been in a semi final, so that's why I feel like that's gonna it's gonna really this gives the advantage in Gilbert Burns' hands. That that that's my take, man. That's who I'm going with. On to you, Joe. On to you, man. Use your pick. I like the reasoning. I think all round Gilbert Burns has got talent. He's got activity on his side as well. Bilal Mohammed's last couple of fights versus Gilbert Burns's, the talent pool is just it's a different level. Bilal Mohammed has been dominant in his last couple as well, though. You've got to look at that. So was Burns against Masvidal. But Masvidal, personally, I don't rate him higher than like necessarily Vicente Luque that, that sounds so harsh but Masvidal beat Diaz got absolutely battered by Usman twice Diaz we all know isn't that like he's not he's never been like top two top three my point is Gilbert Burns's record is solid he came and fought Kamzat Jamayev when no one would and I think he did win that fight but other than that, yeah, Neil Magny's kind of a gatekeeper. He lost to Usman. Stephen Thompson. I know someone who's beat Stephen Thompson, and his name's Bilal Mohammed. Um, <laughs> I'm picking the the opposing fighter. I also think Bilal wants it. I'm not saying more because, first of all, we can give credit to both of these fighters now because they called for this fight. Go on Twitter for days. 
Bilal was like, I want to fight the number one contender. I want to fight for the belt. I want to be the backup fighter. I want to fight him. I want to fight Burns. I want to fight Leon. Want... He will fight anyone. And Bilal Mohammed called for this opportunity. If he did not call for this opportunity, it wouldn't be happening on such short notice. It was meant to be Benil Dariush versus Charles Oliveira. This co-main event slot. Bilal and Gilbert called tirelessly to make this fight. So credit to both of them. But Bilal for me... The only thing that worries me is the Leon Edwards fight. Leon, the current champion, was dominating that. And it got ruled a no contest because of an eye poke. That's the level, or similar level to Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Burns is up there. I think their records are kind of similar, but Burns has been there before, is my point. Um, but he fell short. And Bilal Mamid did as well when he fought Leon. Leon wasn't even the champion then. Leon's got more confidence since becoming a champion, so... I just feel as if, although although neither of them are, are like as good as Usman, as good as Edwards, um, I think they're on a similar level. And I think Bilal just has that extra bit between his teeth. Nah. He um, His gas tank will be there. Eight on the bounce, if you're not counting that Leon Edwards fight. And he, he still... He's been so comfortable in a lot of those fights as well. Gilbert Burns has had... He's been through it a little bit more. And uh, we've, we've seen Gilbert Burns have to dig deep. So if it has to get into those brutal, gritty moments, Gilbert Burns been there before and I, I get that. But Bilal Mohammed is just on a tear-up. He's on one of those streaks that you think... I'm not sure Gilbert could beat him. The only thing that worries me as well is it's so close, but Gilbert's activity. That's one thing that I say, okay, maybe maybe he can get it done. But Bilal Mohammed's dominance and persistence in wanting the big fight. Sean Brady wasn't what he wanted. He wanted bigger, but he fought Sean Brady and look what he did. Look what he did. Bilal Mohammed's next up, man. I think he wins on Saturday night. I disagree, man. I disagree. I know one thing is, I'll give you, I'll give it to you. Obviously, we've got to give props to Bilal Muhammad, but you've got to look at the, the quality of fighters that the, uh, that these guys are fighting. His, his best. Vicente Luque is a quality fighter. Yeah, Stephen no, Thompson's I'm, a quality no, fighter. Demian Ma is one of the best grapplers in UFC. He's not even letting me land. He's not even letting me land. He's not letting me land. I'm telling you, uh, the experience is key in this fight. And, and he, he, okay, look at opponents. They both fought Stephen Thompson. I would say, from my from from my view, Gilbert Burns' performance was was much better than Bilal Mohammed's against Stephen Thompson. Yeah, much better. Yeah, his grappling was was way better. There was times where Stephen Thompson he he got out of of Bilal Mohammed's grapple and he could have put him in a in a guillotine. Luckily, it didn't happen, and that's all it takes. Bilal Mohammed, you make a mistake and let Gilbert Burns wrap his arm around you, you're tapping, mate. You're tapping. And one other thing is five rounds. Someone's getting finished. Gilbert Burns wants to finish. He wanted it to be five rounds. Mm. I know they both wanted it to be five rounds so they can make a statement to the whole division that, listen, I'm here. But one thing I would say, Bilal Mohammed. Does Gilbert really want it to be five rounds, though? Yeah, he, want, he said Bilal it. Does. He wants to finish him. He's coming for the finish. Bilal and does. Bilal Mohammed, he even wanted it at 175. He scared me. He, he's, uh, <laughs> I, know, I know he was like coming off Ramadan and, and Eid. And also, it would have made it easier for Gilbert Burns having just fought. Masvidal, so he doesn't have to do as much weight cut. But mate, we fire 170, mate. Let's get it down to 170. <clears throat> we don't cut corners around here, mate. Yeah. Fire 170, not yeah. 175. Yeah, I feel, I feel like he's he's slightly nervous. He's slightly nervous. 
<laughs> I just hope, I just hope Gilbert Burns doesn't become all slightly arrogant in a way and be like, I'll be there before we, we know what to do because that's when that's when your game plan just goes wrong and you can lose. If he stays his oh. humble way, if he stays his humble way, he'll get it done. And I'm confident Gilbert Burns, he, he, his next fight is for that title. Said it, said it. Man. Right then. Main event business. I'm going out to you're going to though. We did speak about this um, after C. Sergei Pavlovich fight. You're going to Hudo. Let me land first. Oh, land that plane. I want to lay the smack okay, down. Don't crash. I want to lay the smack don't down. Don't crash. If you can get up, if you can get up from these uh, points I'm trying to make, don't then, crash, man. Just don't crash. Land, but... Just don't crash. Just land, man. Make sure you land. I'm I'm hitting you with some finishes here. Uh, Listen, Aljamain Sterling. Go on, first go of go all, on. go on. Where's Cejudo been? Don't worry about that, Not man. Not active at all. Don't worry about that, man. So you've got activity on his side. And cool. I've just criticised Bilal Mohamed for not having as much activity as Gilbert Burns. But Aljamain Sterling has been about, and it is important. He's come back from a loss against Petr Jan, although he won the fight, and then completely dominated the second. He's still landing or...? Henry Cejudo beat... A washed-up Dominic Cruz. Marlon Moraes is no longer in the UFC. And a, a TJ Dillashaw with no confidence. Now let's flip that over to Aljamain Sterling. And look at his record. Let's look at Aljamain Sterling's record in comparison to Cejudo's last fights, however many years ago. This was back when COVID started when Cejudo last fought. How long does that feel, bro? So Sterling's also beat TJ Dillashaw. Cool. Not, not in he 30 a, seconds. A, no, 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 no. And and he was injured, TJ Dillashaw. So let's not even count that. I'm a I'm a friendly guy. We don't have to count that one. Petter Yan. He lost to Petter Yan in the first fight. Petter Yan had all the strength in the world, all the know-how to beat this man. Aljo did it. That one for me holds a lot of weight. Corey Sanhagen. Corey Sanhagen got dealt with in the first round and he is one of the toughest best fighters in the weight division right now i wonder how henry hill will Cejudo would deal with that height 2019 pedro munoz jimmy rivera names bro cody stanman brett johns names reeling them off bro marlon morass he did marlon morass he lost to marlon morass in 2017 that was his last loss 2017 Look at who he's gone through since then. Henry Cejudo beat him after he he got. Oh, did he well, actually was Marlon Moraes actually? Because if if Marlon Moraes this was his first Moraes if this was his first loss, I have to take my mind back to uh, when he did fight Cejudo. Because if this was his first loss, then it'll be interesting. Oh, it was. So it was, okay, so it was a confident Marlon Moraes that beat him. Oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> oh, gosh. Right. Now, where do we go from here? <laughs> you don't know? Because I do think Sterling wins. I do think Sterling wins. Go for it. I mean, tear me down. I've just laid, I've just bent over. and it's just... oh, If you want to bend over, that's you, in it? What? <laughs> this is... Oh, this is torture, man. You go annihilate. Right now, I've got the belt on my on my shoulder. And that's exactly how Henry Cejudo's going to have it after 
288. Listen, I think you're forgetting who Henry Cejudo is, Triple C, yeah? The man who saved the flyweight division by knocking out TJ Dillashaw in 32 seconds, yeah? 32. And yeah, yeah, Marlon, Marlon might have beaten him, but he got his get back. He's got his get back. He knocked him out. Mar Henry Cejudo's also beaten the, the greatest flyweight in DJ, Demetrius Demighty Johnson. He got his get he may have lost the first one, but he got his get back. And I know you're talking about activity and Suda hasn't been active. He might not be active in the UFC, but he's, he's active in training. He's been training with the likes of John Jones in his camp. He's been training with Demetrius Johnson. He's been training with Zhang Wei Li. He's, he's, he's been there. He, he's been off for three years, but I'd say probably about, about one of the years he was resting. Two, he's been training. He's been training. He's been there doing his little, practicing his grappling practicing his striking he's ready for this the reason he's back because now there's an incentive he left because there was no incentive now he's back to claim his belt back claim his division back how about that so who i'll be real I just just to, um sorry i know you're on a i shouldn't have stopped you there sorry but um nervous, getting nervous. I'm so who do beat tj when he was juiced up so once again the ball right. <laughs> the ball's being handed to you there even better for so right. worse cool. for my argument cool, sorry cool. Cool. It's always cool, man. It's cool, man. Get nervous. I understand. Get nervous. But like, back to what I was saying. Back to what I was saying. Back to what I was saying. Listen, Suhudo. Listen, I don't want to hear about no ring rust either. These type of fighters don't get the ring rust. Yeah, he's been he's been sparring. Listen, he's been sparring. I don't know. He's been there. He's, he's going to be ready. There's an incentive there. He only left because he wasn't motivated. Now he's motivated again. He's coming to take this belt back. One other thing. I hear Al Jermaine saying, once I get the hooks in, the, the fight's more or less done. Mate, only one fighter has taken down Suhudo. That's DJ. How does Al Jermaine plan to do it against an Olympic gold wrestling champion? How? How? Because Suhudo's striking is, is better than Al Jermaine's. It's better than him. And if it does go to a grappling thing, I don't know how he takes him down. And even if he does get into a little clinch, and or maybe Suhudo can't get the, the one-leg takedown on, on Al Jermaine, he will knee him just like he need Demetri Johnson and trip him over. And then from there, he's going to get it done. I'm telling you. Suhudo, he wouldn't have taken this fight if he wasn't ready. He knows his game plan. He knows what he's coming to do. The IQ of this fight here is, is different. It is different. He knows. He knows. He's confident in this fight. He would not take this fight if he didn't believe he's taking home the gold. Suhudo is coming back to take back... What he never lost in his bantamweight title. Triple C. Yeah. I have a few problems with what you said there because I put my hands up. He didn't beat a washed up Marias. Oh, he's making up making your own case study. <laughs> go on, go on, go on. He didn't beat a washed up Marias. And he didn't beat he beat a juiced up TJ Dillashaw, but oh, you might have got me. No, I'm, it's, you might have got me. It's hard to argue against that. I just, I just personally think the timeout and the, the the swing that Aljo's on at the moment, the confidence he's got right now, I think is unbeatable. I truly believe that. I think Aljamain Sterling over the last couple of years has had the character building. He's become champion and you become better when you're a champion, like Leon Edwards has. I just don't know how good Henry Cejudo has become from having this has 
become from having this time off. He's 36. No one, no one, I think, has done this good and won a belt at 125, so flyweight, to 155 pounds at this age before. I just think age will catch up to him on this one. It's different with John Jones to it is with Henry Sudo, if you ask me, because he's fighting a prime champion. Cyril Garn wasn't that. Let's not think because John Jones can do it, everyone can. So I'll stand on what I've said. Henry Cejudo's the main thing for me is the timeout. If you if you look into it and compare it to John Jones if you want to, it isn't actually that similar. He's coming up against someone in their prime. Cyril Garn, yeah, even if he was in his prime, he's not even a champion. I don't I don't see this in the same light as uh, other people when they've had time off and come back. I think it's a negative for Cejudo. I think, no, no. like he said, like he said in the countdown episodes, I had to fall in love with the sport again. That's not a good thing, you know. Taking time off and, and replenishing is always positive for fighters. But at this age, I just worry coming up against someone in their prime like Aljamain Sterling. And don't, don't get it twisted, he's had his losses, but he's been ragdolling through people for a long time now. I hear that. I, I don't see that. Cejudo stepping up to the... Stepping back to the limelight and doing what people think he can do. I like him. I actually I actually, I actually, actually wouldn't be mad if he won, other than the belt. Yeah, I'd be pissed he, about that. He's going to win. I, I don't think it's <laughs> happening, man, I'll be honest. One of the greatest combat athletes in the world. Henry Cejudo. I know, you had, you know yeah, well, your point was he had to fall in love again with the sport, but that's because there's an there's an incentive now, there's a motivation. The reason he left, because he, he, he fell out of love because there was no competition. Now there's competition. But when you... He's coming back. Mm. He's coming back. He's, he's, he's rekindled that love for the game and he's coming to take what's his. He, he said he's going to beat Aljamain Sterling, which I believe. Then he's going to go, his words... Go fight Ronald McDonald in Sean O'Malley. And then he's going to go up and fight Volkanovski and become, do you know what I mean? 4C. He's going he's gonna to be the first fighter to have, to have, to have belts in, in three divisions. And Aljo, Aljo in, in one of his interviews, he even said that um, there was, was it like, it doesn't even matter what the result is. He, he, calls, it, he calls it free thinking because he's already won in life. You want to hear a champion say that? Is is that is that losing? Is that like I'm not really I'm not really too bothered really. I wouldn't say it like that. I know he obviously wants to retain his belt, but to say I don't really care about the result because I've already won in life. I understand. Do you know what I mean big house? He's made his money. That's good for him, man. That's good. That's, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad he's in that position to help his family out. But to say I don't care about the result, I bet you. Henry Cejudo was thinking I'm not taking a loss. I'm coming back. This is my division. I'm coming back to reclaim. And take what's mine. He's not saying to himself, I don't care about the division. Oh, I don't care about the result. Mate, he does. He's coming to get a W. That's what he's leaving with on, on Sunday, man. Marlon Morais is washed. That's my point. Okay. <laughs> All right. But now he, he's, he's there. He's been practicing that. He's been there. He's been training with, with uh, Demetrius Johnson. He's been there because Demetrius Johnson got a fight the day before. So they've been practicing. They've been in, in the gym. 
being there with John Jones when he was preparing for Cyril Gan, being there with um, Zhang, um, with um, Zhang Wei Li. Listen, no, Zhang, not Zhang Wei Li, Zhi Lang. Yeah. Um, so that's he's been there, man. Fake Figueredo as well, Wei yeah. Li. Yeah, it's going to be an incredible night. Not even the best card of the year. And if you look at the cards we've had, UFC's on top. As much as we can talk about some things that are frustrating within the company, this weekend is not one of those. Tune in though, Sunday we're going to have a special guest. Not going to let you know just yet, but visuals are back. The belt's coming back to Birmingham no, it's, or it's, wherever it's I am back. right now. He's never been there. Staying. He's, he's, staying, he's, staying, he's staying where I am. I'm going to come there, have it on my shoulder. You better have a gem, a red gem for me to place on my belt, please. please. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Thank Let's you, love, for watching. Love. Shush, man. Ah. <laughs> Predictions man. are done. And that main card is special. Special, man. And still. Let's go. And still, man. Yeah. <laughs> I knew. I knew. <laughs> uh, that's what. That's what. That's what Zahudo's gonna hear on Sunday. I knew. Yeah. That's what he's gonna hear. Oh.